Well, welcome to the Miami Church Podcast. My name is Greg, and I am so glad that you are listening right now. Listen, man, life is hard, but we are here to help you. And so I hope you enjoyed today's message. And man, our, our, our real prayer and our real hope is that, that the message today will help you take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Years ago, we gathered a small group of people on a patio here in Coconut Grove, and and we had a dream. It it was a dream about a church, a a dream about a a gathering, a a simple, straightforward, plain speaking, no smoke and mirrors, no dog and pony show, but just a gathering, A, a gathering of normal, everyday people, women and men and kids, I mean, good people but flawed, deeply flawed people, explorers, believers, skeptics, followers, singles, married, young, old, black, white, brown, rich, poor, Democrats, Republicans, other. A a gathering of people, ordinary people, but people on a journey. People exploring, people exploring God, people chasing Jesus. And at the heart of this dream, it's a love for our city, for Miami, for for Miami-Dade, home. This amazing place, this amazing culture, these amazing people. See, we love our neighbors. We love the people who call this place home. And also at the the heart, at the core of the dream is a love for Jesus. See, in Jesus, through an authentic, real relationship with Jesus, we have found hope and love and grace and community and reason and purpose and meaning. We have found Life, abundant life. And our mission, our our vision is to help people, help people find and follow Jesus. And so there was a small group of us who officially started Miami Church. We started Miami Church at a Marriott Hotel on South Bayshore Drive here in Coconut Grove in this part of our city. And we launched Miami Church with a, with a big dream. And there was tons of excitement and tons of hope. And really early on, we experienced some, some setbacks, some, some big struggles. But God was faithful. And God is faithful. And, and what started with this small group of just amazing, talented people experienced growth and experienced excitement and experienced momentum. And as with any good story, there's a but. Dum, 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 but. Hurricane Irma came 
roaring through and rolling through South Florida in September of 2017. I'll never forget it. It was a Saturday, and it hit us hard. If you were in uh, this part of our city, you will remember there was serious damage here in this part of Miami in the Grove and our home, our, our Miami church home base, our, our hotel that we were gathering in, it sustained tons of damage, and it closed. The hotel literally closed overnight. And I'll never forget the, the Sunday, one week after Irma, uh, our church, we gathered in Peacock Park. <laughs> and we're, we're in Peacock Park. It's September. It is hot. It is it is humid, and there are like mountains of debris as high as the ceiling in here. There's mountains of debris everywhere, and there's like two or three boats that are like in the field, in the park. There's no power. In fact, if you recall, there were, for many in the grove, it took weeks to regain power. And, and at that moment, as we're standing in that park, you, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking everything, all the work, all the excitement, all the momentum, all the resources, all the hope, the dream, the dream is done. It's finished. We failed. We didn't make it. It's over. Wow, that was quick. That's, that's not how I fought. It's going to go. That was not the, the story. That was not the picture that I had in my mind. And somewhere along the way, not consciously, but, but somewhere along the way, I bought into a lie. And, and honestly, this is embarrassing to admit. But, but the thought or the lie went something like this. I mean, if we could, if we could just have more people, or or if we could just just have more money, if we could just have financial stability, or or I mean, if we could just have a home, like a like a home base, like like a building, if we could just have a building. I mean, if if we if we could get to to this number of people every Sunday, then if then I would be happy. And I would be successful, and I could be a good pastor, whatever that is. And then I could enjoy my life. I, I now realize and, and call this the, the when-then trap. The when-then trap. And it comes in thousands of disguises. When this happens, then. Then, when this happens, then I'll be happy and, and I'll be successful and I will enjoy my life and, and I will have joy. I mean, when? I mean, when I graduate from high school or when I get into a good college or, or when I finish college or, or when I get my first job. I mean, when I get a girlfriend or when I get married or when I have kids or when the kids get out of diapers. I mean, when I get the dream job, I mean, not just a job, the dream job, or when I have money, or when I have more money, or when I have a nice car, or when I get a promotion, or, or when I get a house, or when we can afford to buy a house, then, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be successful. Then I can enjoy my life. Then I can experience joy. I mean, when was the last time you bought into the when-then lie? I mean, can we keep it real here? 
I mean, if I'm being honest, I easily fall into the win-then trap. I mean, like all the time. I mean, it's so easy for me to become discouraged or, or to be downcast, to throw a pity party for myself. I mean, when was your last pity party that you threw for yourself? See, over the past year or so, over these past months, God has been working on me. God has been working in me. And God has been whispering to me, Greg, Greg, enjoy the journey. Enjoy. Enjoy every day. Greg, enjoy every day. Greg, enjoy every season. Greg, enjoy every season of marriage. Greg, enjoy every season of parenting. Greg, enjoy every season of pastoring. Greg, enjoy every season of friendship. Enjoy the journey. Now hang with me here because this has to be more. This this has to be deeper than some like cool quote, like, oh, put that on Instagram, that's cool, or something you put on a t-shirt, like, enjoy the journey. No, 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 no. This has to be deeper than that. What I'm talking about here is penetrating your core. This is, this is more than just a cool quote. This is like getting into who you are, into your heart, into your soul. This is getting down into your core, who you are. Enjoy the journey. Well, let me give you a little more back story. See, after Hurricane Irma in September of 2017, our church basically went into a, a tailspin, and we, we were homeless. And, and on Sundays, our gathering, we bounced around from location to location. We were in a Presbyterian church in the Gables, and then we bounced over to the bookstore in the Grove, which is no longer there. And then we bounced over to a place called The Venue, which is on Florida Avenue in the Grove. And we were bouncing all over the place. And, and, and I'll, I'll never forget one Sunday. We had been bouncing all over the place, but, but there was so much resolve and determination of our people. And, and there was a commitment to, to the mission, to the, to the purpose of, of helping people find and follow Jesus, that we just kept going. There was resolve. There was determination. We just kept putting one foot in front of the other, but honestly, internally, it just felt uphill both ways. And on Sundays, when we were in the bookstore, in the venue, when we were in the Grove, our, our kids' environment, they, they literally had to walk a city block. It was a city block away, and on many Sundays, they had to cross the street, an active street, to get to our Miami kids' environment. I'll never forget one Sunday. It was one of the most discouraging Sundays. There was this family from my daughter's school, from her class, as a dad and mom and two kids. And they were, they were just having some, some typical marriage issues. And, and my wife and I believed, we knew that God had put them uh, in our lives for a reason. And so we were investing in them relationally. We were praying for them. We longed for them to find and follow a real authentic relationship with Jesus. So one Sunday, I remember we're in the bookstore, and we're, we're there, and the room is packed. I just remember we couldn't set up chairs fast enough, and the chairs were just going all the way toward the back of the room, and I step up on the stage, and I'm getting ready to preach, and I look to the back of the room, and the mom of this family is sitting in the back, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, all this investment, all this prayer, 
And I, and I preached my heart out this morning. I'll never forget at the end of the gathering, this mom from, from this family we're praying for and my wife are talking. And she says something like this. Man, this is cool. I, I love what you guys are doing, but, well, there's that word again, but. I just don't feel good. I don't feel safe with my kids so far away. And the air goes out of the balloon. And they never came back. You go right back into the, well, if then. I mean, if we had a space, if we had a place with kids' room, then we would be successful. If this happened, then, then I could enjoy my life. Well, to continue the story, our team, our church, we fought like crazy. We, we fought like crazy because we believed in our dream to help people find and follow, follow Jesus. And our church, our, our little small church, raised over two hundred thousand dollars to make this place 2150 a reality in fact if this place has impacted you in some way it's impacted your family you're standing on their shoulders and so much blood and sweat and tears and sacrifice went into this place 2150 and we opened we had our grand opening of 2150 in december of 2018 so exactly three Years ago, this weekend. And 2150 opened, and what a day. The dream was becoming a reality, and 2019 was an amazing year. Our church grew. We were seeing people find relationship with Jesus and be baptized. Community was happening. Connection was happening. The good news of Jesus was being spread, and for the first time in the history of our church, we had stability and financial stability, and we made it, right? And then, about 15 months into that, everything's up and to the right. A little thing happened called COVID-19. And overnight, we went from a couple hundred people here on a Sunday to eight. And then again, the air goes out of the balloon. We went from stability and financial stability to wondering if we could even pay rent Next month. It was during this season. God was working on me, and it was painful. It wasn't fun sometimes, but God was working in me, and he kept whispering to me. He kept saying to me, choose joy. Greg, Greg, you, you must choose joy. You've got you've to choose joy. You've got to enjoy the journey. Greg, you need to enjoy each day. You need to enjoy each season, each season of marriage. Greg, you need to enjoy each season of parenting. Greg, you need to enjoy each season of pastoring. And my response was, time out. Okay, God, that's cool. Great pep talk. That's what my kids say to me when I try to have a serious talk. Great pep talk, Dad. Great pep talk. But, but, there's the word again, but... I don't think you noticed. Do, do you see what's going on? We're in the middle of a global pandemic. The world seems to be becoming a part. I think it's over. I think it's over. I, we're not going to make it. Our church, our dream, our mission, our vision, done. We, we can't survive this. You choose joy each day. Each season, right now, God was whispering to me, choose joy. 
And slowly and painfully over time, God began to help change my perspective and God began to, to, to change my attitude and my thinking. And, and what was so fun is, is I was preaching through it. I mean, if you look back over our last season, uh, we did a series called When God. When God doesn't make sense, when God seems distant, when God seems quiet, when God says no. We did a series called The Struggle is Real. And the idea that it comes from within, it originates in the heart. We did a, a series called Resolve, and we talked about the hardest person to lead is me. The person, the hardest person to lead is the person staring back to me in the mirror. We did a series called Battle in Your Mind. And friends, these weren't just sermons. This wasn't just something I do on a Sunday. No, it was much deeper. This was and this is still a journey. Wrestling, facing doubts asking questions, struggling, seeking, exploring, asking over and over again. And along the way, God just kept saying to me, Greg, choose joy. 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 J-O-Y. Joy. See, joy, it's not getting what you want. Joy is actually appreciating what you have. Joy, it, it isn't always the easiest choice or the obvious choice, but I believe that joy is a choice. See, you and I, me, we were made to rejoice. You were created to be full of joy. You were made to persevere no matter the highs and the lows. But how? I mean, how do you rejoice in all circumstances? How do you rejoice when things aren't going according to your plan? How do you rejoice in all the uncertainty? How do you rejoice in pain. In the first century, there was a follower of Jesus. His name was Paul. And Paul would write these letters to churches, to, to followers of Jesus scattered all around the Mediterranean re region. And, and Paul wrote these amazing words to a church in the city, uh, called, a city called Philippi. It's in what we call Philippians chapter 4. He says this. He says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice, let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Paul says, hey, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and what? Thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me do, and then the God of peace will be with you. See, Paul writes, and he says, listen, Always be full of joy in the Lord. Let me say it again. Rejo like always, all the time, no matter what's going on, be full of joy. In fact, he, he so, so uh, emphasizes that he repeats himself. For instance, he says, let me say it again. Rejoice. Be full of joy. Rejoice in the Lord always. Let me say it again. Rejoice. Well, that's easy for you to say, Paul. Well, actually, no, it, it wasn't. Easy for him to say. If you study the life of Paul, who became known as the Apostle Paul, 
He personally experienced more pain and more setbacks and more hardships than I can even imagine. The, the Apostle Paul, he was beaten. He was persecuted. He had a de- debilitating physical ailment. He, he had to run for his life on so many occasions. He, he was imprisoned. In fact, he says it this way in his letter to the church in Corinth in 2 Corinthians 11. He says, five times the Jews gave me 39 strokes with the whip. Three times I was beaten with sticks. Once they tried to kill me by throwing stones at me. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've had to keep on the move. I have been in danger from rivers. I've been in danger from robbers. I've been in danger from my fellow Jews and in danger from Gentiles. I've been in danger in the city and the country and at sea. I have been in danger from people who pretended they were believers, followers of Jesus. Paul says, I've worked very hard. Often I've gone without sleep. I've been hungry and thirsty. I've gone without food. I've been cold, no clothes, 26. Besides everything else, every day I'm concerned about all the churches. I I carry a heavy load. I have a burden. If if anyone is weak, I feel weak. If anyone is led to sin, I burn inside. If there's any boasting or bragging, it's, it's to show how weak I am. And for Paul, his, his life is louder than his words. And so when Paul writes, it's not just words. It's not some kind of cool saying. It's coming from, from deep within him. It's personal. It's his life. And so when he writes these words, he says, always, all the time, be full of joy in the Lord. Let me say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone see that you're considerate. And all you do, remember the Lord is coming. Be full of joy always. Let me say it again. Rejoice. Be considerate. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Let your gentle spirit be known to all people. Be considerate. Be reasonable. Have a gentle spirit because the promise is that God, your God, your heavenly Father is coming back for his children. You know, there there are very few things in life that are certain. In fact, if someone says, well, I guarantee it, well, you should be suspicious. But today, I have a 100% guarantee. See, 100%. Your life will not go according to your plan. Your life will not go according to your plan. See, as humans, we, me, we plan, we dream, we daydream, right? And that's good. It's okay. It's, it's who we are. It's, it's what we do. We, we're humans. I love to plan. I love to dream. I love to daydream. But here's the good news. And here's what I'm learning. Here's what God is teaching me. What you see as a detour is often the destination. See, if, if I was writing my story, if I was writing our story, if I was writing the Miami church story, I I would have written it to this point much different. It would look completely different than the actual story. Yet, here we are. And we are blessed. And we are at peace. And God is writing a magnificent story. See, God wants you to get where God wants you to go more than you want to get where God wants you to go. You, You believe that? See, you were created 
by your creator. You were formed in your mother's womb with a purpose. So you were on purpose, with purpose, for purpose, right? And I've got some ideas. You've got some ideas. i got plans. you got plans. I make plans. I, and that's okay, right? That's what we do as, as humans. But see, God created you with a purpose. And it's a purpose bigger than just you. And he wants you to get there. He wants you to go where, where he wants you to go more than you want to go where he wants you to go. And he's good at it. And in fact, not only is he good at it, it brings him joy. He's really good at getting you where he wants you to go. I mean, what if, what if you really believe that? Like, what if you, you really lived that? I mean, what kind of freedom would you experience? What would you be able to let go? Could you choose joy? Instead of stress or anxiety, or could you choose joy? See, my challenge to you today, my challenge to me, is, is make an intentional decision. Okay, Make an intentional plan. You've got to be intentional every day. Every day, start your day in the month of December. December is a crazy month. But could you every day, every morning, first thing in the morning, could you read, could you begin to, to memorize Paul's words in Philippians chapter 4? Like, could you rehearse these every day? Could you internalize these today? Always be full of joy in the Lord. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let everything, let everyone see that you're considered on you. Remember, 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 the Lord is coming soon. See, Christmas is here. And I love Christmas. This is my favorite time of year, hands down. But let's be honest. The Christmas season can be hard and hectic and painful for many of us. And whatever problems you're facing, whatever challenges you're facing, Christmas is like a magnifying glass. If you're lonely, Christmas just magnifies. If you're depressed, if you're discouraged, if you have broken relationship, Christmas just magnifies it. Yet, yet God says you were created to rejoice. You were made to persevere, no matter the highs, no matter the lows. You were, you were created to be full of joy. And joy, it's not getting what you want, it's appreciating what you have. And joy isn't always the easiest choice or the obvious choice, but joy is a choice. So friends, you can choose joy anywhere, anytime, anyway. It may not be easy, it may not be obvious, but you can choose joy Anytime, anywhere, anyway. So friends, let's enjoy the journey. Be full of joy. I say it again, rejoice. God, I thank you for this message that, that God, no matter what's going on in our life, no matter the circumstances, no matter the highs, no matter the lows, no matter the, 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 the happiness, no matter the pain, no matter what's going on in our lives, God, we can choose joy. God, I pray that we'll just be full of joy. I pray that we'll be individuals, that we'll be families, that we'll be, be people of joy. In fact, you tell us, God, those of us who are followers of you, God, that the fruit of following you, the fruit of your presence flowing out of, of our life, one of those is joy. So, God, we choose joy today. And we can pray this with confidence because of Jesus. And it's in his name we do pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. We would love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email at hello at miamichurch.com. 
Also, be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss out on any future conversations. I hope our time together inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey.